We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. Hey everyone, welcome in the stream. We're going to discuss Dr. Strange 2, <laughs> the multiverse of Spanish, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I thought, if, if you don't want any spoilers... Log off now, because I'm <laughs> with all the, with the the Easter eggs and all that. Oh, other let's good get shit. into it. Oh my God, there was a Superman was in it. Fucking the Flash, Goku, Sam. They were all in that motherfucker, just running around like assholes. <laughs> anyway, Heat lose. Welcome to Miami Heat. <laughs> Hangover time. I'm Alphonse Sydney, aka Alf Nine Five Four. Listen, man, it's the playoffs. This is like. Y'all gotta be more hard body than this. Like this is the playoffs. <laughs> the, the Sixers lo- the Sixers won two home games. All right. The Heat won two home games. Like this is we can do all our analysis. We can fret and we can, but like y'all just gotta get some guts, man. Like the series is over. Shit, calm all that shit down. They're gonna go back in the lab. They're gonna figure it out. The offense was better tonight. They gotta figure out the defense. You're going to go back home and, you know, some of these guys ain't going to hit from three like they hit in Philadelphia. Take me out, Brass. Listen, I don't got no rant. Like, I don't got no rant. Like, this is, like, every year. Okay, my only rant is this. I'm not even going to really rant. Every year we forget how the playoffs go. (laughs) Like, every year. Like, we have memories of fucking goldfish. Like, we really do. Like, we forget. Like, this shit happens every year to every team. This it happened earlier today yeah. to the Phoenix Suns, who all of you guys would say, "Oh, that's the best team in the league." It happened to them. A great player, MVP caliber, Luka Doncic, right? They got you know James Harden on, on the Philly side. They got Joel Embiid. Like, listen, this shit happens. The reason you are a one seed is so you can have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Now, if we go into game five and the Heat lose that motherfucker, panic time, right? But if they don't lose, if they win that game, now you're up 3-2 headed back to Philly, right? 
and that's the most front-running fucking team of all time, listen, they might fold, or you might come back to Miami for a game seven. Either way, this is the playoffs. This is how it goes. You think every fan in Phoenix is fucking panicking right now? Yes, they are. You want to know why? <laughs> because we have memories of goldfish. <laughs> Brass, let's find out what everybody's drinking. Someone says we're way too positive. You know, it's not about being positive. What, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, not said anything positive. You just said calm the fuck down. It's it's real. <laughs> First of all, this shit don't affect your... It's realistic. Being real fucking realistic. Okay? The Sixers won two games in Philly. They are a four seed. The fucking... Who the fuck is... Uh, the Mavericks just won two games in Dallas. Like, this is the way shit goes sometimes. Like... Bro, nut up, nut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like what? What do people want us to like? So let's say worst case scenario. Let's say the Heat like lose these last two games or whatever it is. Are we gonna regret having fun enjoying our team? Like, what? What is in end games when they go with this young and too po- like? What does that even mean? Like, I want to know what too positive even fucking means. I, I, it, I don't get it. I don't. It means like we should just be fucking miserable. We should get up here. They want us trash. They want us crying, like literally crying. Like, listen, bro. Like, I I got too much shit going on in my life to care this. Uh, you know, I care. Like, listen, I'm a fan. I care a lot, but I'm not gonna sit here and start bashing the team. I have been watching and bigging up all season. I'm not gonna start shitting on Bam and Gabe and all these fucking like why. <laughs> I, Eric the Great, I know it was a joke. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah but it happens, it's, it's shit happens right a lot now. on the timeline. It happens a lot on the timeline. Listen, you know what, Brass? Let's find out who kicked our ass. Fuck this. What are we drinking shit? We're drinking our own fucking tears is what we're drinking. Okay. Brass is like, thanks for the fucking curveball. Yeah, thanks for the fucking out. heads up, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> they kicked our ass. The lounge music was just getting to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kenny, who kicked our ass tonight? There's only one real name to this shit. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not giving that fat ass. <laughs> who, who kicked our Kyle ass Lowry. is everybody. Every, well, Kyle Lowry is one of them. But everybody not named um, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Um, Tiff showed us a box score in chat. And God damn, those dudes had no help whatsoever. I think... Vic was like three for nine, which I'll give him the injury excuse. Kyle, he's hurt. He probably shouldn't be playing, but what else can they have? Because Gay has been sucking too. Fucking Tyler didn't bring it. It's just a lot going on. I don't understand two games in a row where you can't hit a shot to save your life and Duncan doesn't see the floor. It's a little weird. So, hey, I don't know, but everybody not named Jimmy and Bay, I kicked our ass tonight. Bon, who kicked our ass tonight? Um, you know, I'm gonna just go ahead and say, uh, I'm gonna give it to Joel. And I know everybody has feelings about him, and I have feelings about him. I've always had feelings about him. Um, he's rectified some of those this season, still left a lot of those on the table. Um, still does a lot of bitch shit, but like the, the idea that he wasn't going to be a monumental, um, 
you know, change in, in, in trajectory of the series. And not necessarily trajectory, but definitely speed. Um, like, wherever we thought we were going to get at the end of this series, um, the idea that, um, I just, I don't know if it was kept in proper perspective what that type of piece does um, for what he does for that group. So I'm gonna give it to him. Um, Miami had a, a, a hell of a time trying to defend them. They didn't know if they wanted to front. They didn't know if they wanted to double. We were fronting them all the way up at the free throw line, opening up a shit ton of space. Like he does a lot for them. And so I'm gonna give it to him. Listen, I thought they actually did a good job on Joel, even without like a dead man, a big, like they did a good job even when they went small, like when they went small and Bam got in, uh, Bam was in foul trouble in that second half in the, in the third quarter. That's when they went on their run. It was a lot of small guys fronting and doing really like they did a good job on Joel. And, and that's because Joel's a bad post player. If Joel were a better post up player, he should have, he really, what do you finish with tonight? Joel should have finished with at least eight more points tonight. Well, the one thing you, with the reason you, uh, to, in my opinion, the reason you send doubles and you send help at, at Joel is because he can't pass. He is not good, a good passer out of the post. Like, I remember the days of watching Shaq, you know, you send a pass into Shaq, he gets doubles, he he he, he finds an open three-point shooter or he reposts and gets the pass back. Joel was posting up Gabe Vincent at the free throw line, right? And they caught some bullshit fouls on Gabe. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. But um, it was just weird. Anyway, Brass, who kicked our ass tonight? Three-point shooting, again. We are uh, 14 of 65 from three these last two games. You can't, you, you, you can't win these fucking games when you're that cold. Um, and again, plenty of open looks. You know, it. You know, Philly has Philly is obviously a far better defensive team than Atlanta was because wow, Atlanta's yeah. dog shit. But still, you cannot get those. You cannot have those open looks and shoot so fucking poorly. You're not going to win any of these games. And now I do think that is going to make that's that that's certainly uh, playing for a home crowd. I, I expect that to be better. Um, they played better tonight than they did last time. There, there's there's no question, but. Yeah, I mean, Harden, obviously, he started going off in the end, but I don't want to give that fucking asshole any fucking credit. Um, no, he, yeah. put, he, he put us to sleep. Put yeah. us to sleep. Yeah. Um, I don't Frankie, know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Just suck. Go ahead, yeah, shit. Who kicked our ass tonight? Uh, Kyle and Tyler kicked our ass. <laughs> like, you know, oh, the same is... Okay, I'm no, going to save my I'm Kyle thing. Saying, like, like, he's, he's, he's playing hurt in, in his... He had the best plus minus on the team. He the offense was only clicking when he was in. Like no, I, 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 I want y'all. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Frank. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna step on your who kicked. Our I was ass. gonna say Kyle's hammy. Like his inability to, to like be, be at least like eighty percent because he it's wasn't aggressive. Honey bake hamstring. Yeah, <laughs> it's from years of carrying that wagon. You know, it's, it's really <laughs> taking a toll on him. It's those hamstrings are are fragile right now. And, uh, and you know, like him, him just not being able to uh, trust it and go up strong for layups. He, and, you know, obviously the, the over six from three, you know, they didn't lose because of him. Uh, Tyler needed to step up a little bit more. Uh, he had an awful shooting night, just passing up open looks, dribbling into open jumpers and missing them. Uh, couldn't get anything going. And you need your star players. Like Bam had a decent game. Well, I had a good game in nine for twelve. Um, got the, the foul trouble slowed him down. Jimmy had obviously was amazing. Tyler needs to be better, flat out. Needs to be better. Uh, needs to be more decisive. He's they they've done a really good job getting him uncomfortable, mixing up the traps and the switches and the hedges. Um, 
and he's he's just looked uh, like a shell of himself right now. Uh, he'll be better next game. They're at home. Even with that, Frankie Tyler's just making poor decisions. Even yeah. when he has space to be decisive with whatever the fuck he wants to do, he's not making the proper decision. Yeah. And so, like missing open guys, helpful. hesitating. Huh? He's missing open teammates. He's hesitating on open, open looks. Teammates and like getting caught up in the air with like what to do next. What motherfucker? You just the the pass was there. The option was there. Like he has to he has to be better for them to. He has to give them some relief because yeah. it's it's too much on Jimmy right now. And I think Jim had a good game. I think I'll say maybe closer to decent only because I know the foul trouble early on. Um, but it felt it took too long for it to feel like Bam had a presence for me. But when he did, it, it came on strong and it was necessary, but something I would have liked earlier. I think the foul trouble uh, fucked him up, but I thought, I mean, yeah. I thought he had a good game. He started um, off good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And then the, the foul trouble mm-hmm. killed him. Yeah. But yeah. And I just Brass- looked it up uh, real quick. Uh, I just looked it up and B had 15, like 15 in the first and he had finished with 24. They solved him. They, they took that away. They really did. I thought the fronting, yeah. I thought they did a really good job. And then all of a sudden, uh, James Harden woke up yeah. from his fucking coma. Um, <laughs> Role players but- play better at home. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know what? <laughs> Brass pointed something out about the fucking three-point shooting. 34%, 38% on the season, 34% versus Atlanta, and now I think we're at like 26% against uh, the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm watching my entire fucking timeline. 
<laughs> my entire timeline. Play Duncan. Where oh, Duncan? Oh. Where's Duncan? Play <laughs> Duncan. You motherfuckers all fucking season. This motherfucker's trash. He makes too much goddamn oh, money. Ninety million dollars. Ninety million dollars. It's too much fucking money. That's why you pay a nigga ninety million dollars. Because he can fucking shoot. You can't shoot without this motherfucker. Listen, I understand why you. Uh, oh no, he's thirty-four percent. Blah blah blah. Forty percent from the. Yo, my man can shoot on the road. It is hard for role players to make threes on the road. You guys were killing this motherfucker all year when he was worse at home than he was on the road. You're in Philly for two games. You can't make a goddamn three. Jimmy Butler's leading your team in three-point shooting. Why the fuck do you think you need Duncan? Hmm? Hmm? 27 points in the first fucking game and he doesn't see the fucking court for the rest of the fucking playoff. Listen, I don't know how much... Spo knows more than I do. I don't know if that motherfucker was stealing laptops in the fucking locker room. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he got a credit card fraud shit on the side. I don't know what's happening with Duncan, but you fucking Heat fans, all year I'm watching you. The same motherfuckers who's calling this nigga trash. Now y'all asking for fucking Duncan. Now y'all begging for fucking Duncan. Spacey, Spacey doesn't matter. Yes, it fucking does. Well, your offense looks like trash. So do you want the people to want to be right, or do you want the people to want to see the team win off? No, I say I fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I just say, I, I don't care about being no, rational no more. I'm no, getting yelled at all year no, for rooting I, for a Heat player. Kenny, me and you been getting <laughs> shit all Man. goddamn season for saying like <laughs> And all you he was saying is forty percent free, a forty percent three point shooter is valuable. That's why you pay the motherfucking ninety million dollars. We're ducking. And all you were saying all year was we don't really care right now about a slump. It's about what he's capable of doing, and you may need that shooting. And all year, and that makes complete sense to people who make sense, right? And I got people yelling at me for an entire year. Nah, you got to trade him for some fucking Christian Wood. Christian what, Wood. Yeah, this Christian series. Wood. What, what's Anton Jameson doing right now? We didn't afford that bad. Christian Wood is like a worse defender than Alphonse Sidney. And like people were begging for him. <laughs> I'm good on that. I'm moving you know my what? feet. I'm moving my feet. If Duncan doesn't play Christian again, <laughs> if Duncan doesn't play again, and he ended up losing. I'm not gonna be happy about it, but I am gonna just like laugh at a few people, and like it's gonna be a good time. And I hope Duncan goes and sits on that bed like Amber Heard, and I hope it's not solid. <laughs> like, I, I just think like you know, I don't know if it would have made a difference. I we we have no idea. We're not saying that oh, if Duncan played, they would have won. But like they're so fucking cold. It's two games in a row. I don't yeah. understand why you don't try him out for a little bit. I Brass, just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Brass, and I feel you on that. And that's my thing. Like, I, I don't know why he's not playing. Like, I'm not the X's and O guy. I don't know why. I, I think they could use some spacing. Mm-hmm. I think they could use a motherfucker that, that could hit a wide open three. Right? I think with Kyle back, it, it, first of all, Kyle can't fucking move. Sit him. But it, I don't understand why you're playing, and I'm just, this is my opinion, why you're playing Kyle, Vic, and Gabe. That's three guys out there that, yes, are good point of attack defenders and they can play the point. 
But like you're playing way too many guard. Like you need three point shooting. You need guys they respect. You need guys that move off the ball. Like Duncan would be running these motherfuckers around. The rest of the, like I'm not shitting on Gabe, Vic, or Kyle, but they don't provide the kind of movement and spacing that Duncan does on offense. Like nobody is afraid of Gabe as a shooter. Nobody's afraid of Vic as a shooter. Like, but I understand you need to play one of those guys at all times, but why are we playing all three of them, right? I just, I, I, to me, I just don't get it. I'm not the X's and no guy. I'm the loud mouth. That's it. Well, what was interesting to me, too, is especially last game. Um, so I understood it throughout the playoffs because Max had been so great defensively, and he has been better than Duncan had been, but – Last couple of games, Max hasn't really given you anything on that end. And so you're not really losing a whole bunch in this very moment. Just trying dunking out, seeing what he can give you. But, Kenny, I'm not even talking about playing him over Max. Right. Yeah, don't play him over Max. Just give him some minutes and see what he can do. I just, and then if he's better than Max, then okay. then Throw him in for the last few minutes, minutes when Max fouled out. <laughs> Something. You know what I mean? Just Victor warm Oladipo him up got, for the next game. Victor Oladipo got 32 minutes and gave Vincent got 10. There's not 12 minutes in there somewhere for uh, Duncan Robinson. You give him five minutes. If he can't hit shit, you sit him on the bench. If he yeah. gives you five minutes, he gives you a little bit of something, you ride him for the rest of the game. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I just think, like, there are two sides to that whole point of the argument. I don't even want to be zoomed in because I don't want to get into it. But, like, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you that there's not space. And, and, and yeah, right, like, you need people that, that can generate space. And I had an issue with those three guards, um, not even necessarily for shooting, but they also definitely played a part. But I don't see why there couldn't have been room. Like you said, give him five minutes if he's shooting well, if he's giving you something, if he's giving you presence inside and he's not fouling. Hell, at least he, ha- you know, he has another six fouls that he can go and, like, mm-hmm. bring Joel down. So, yeah, you give him some run. And if he gives you something, you ride with him. If you don't, you don't. But – yeah, I don't want to like reduce the whole Duncan conversation to one or two things, but I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I get I would, what you're saying. I would like to give some props to to Vic because Vic Vic yes. did Vic was good tonight. I was I'm very I'm very impressed with how he has come around and how he's integrated himself. When he came in, his first like you know his first game with the team this year was amazing. It was great, and then this the few games after that, he was like a dog slipping around on tile. You know what I mean? He just couldn't <laughs> fucking find his footing with with the team. It just wasn't gelling. But he's been playing. You could, he's a very intelligent basketball player, and I think that came out tonight. And when he can he can uh, you know calm down a little bit, collect himself. He's doing really good shit out there. Great defensively, um, and you know he he can still be an offensive player. I don't know how he really ended up what he ended up with tonight. But... I want to talk about this comment. I mean, I don't even necessarily disagree with we that. We just needed to make our open shots. Open shots. You know who makes open shots? Not him. He shoots better. Uncont- he shoots better from contested. But I, we need I'm both. We need try them out. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I'm talking with you that time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Frankie, talk. What's my mind here? Brass, can you bring up that catchy comment right there? Yep. Uh, Vic was bad. Too much ISO and minus twelve. Sorry, Brass. You're I don't right. think Sorry. Vic was great. Tonight. We, we Sorry, can't Fox, look at Fox watcher. Dipshit. Right. He wasn't great. He was also he in a lot of those bench him. lineups where they couldn't get anything going, and uh, they would zone up, and the and that the ball gets forced to anywhere. It gets forced to the open hand, mm-hmm. and it's not you don't you can't dominate the ball when when you're going against the zone. And look, Vic, Vic was just 
a, a faction of that. Like, can you say Max was good? Max was a plus two, team team high. And Max right. is fucking awful. Yeah, he's bad, like, bad. A single game plus minus doesn't always tell the story. Vic Correct. wasn't great, absolutely yeah. not. But he did. He was one of the few guys who came aggressive, came ready to play offensively. Uh, he attacked Joel. Well. Yeah, he attacked Joel. Well. Got got a, got to the line ten times, fifteen points, three steals, two blocks. Like he had a good game, a solid game. Like he he can play better than this. He played a shitload of minutes. And we yeah. didn't know at the end of the season if he was going to be able to integrate himself into fucking playoff minutes. People yeah. were seriously questioning that. My point is, he played. Did you say thirty five minutes tonight? Two. 32. 32. Uh, 32. Okay. 32 minutes tonight. I, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy with what I I'm seeing. About. I'm, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing with him. So yeah. the thing with Vic too, that we have to put in perspective, he was phenomenal defensively all night. Mm. And we could forget that because James Harden went off in the fourth quarter, even though those were contested threes, there's just not much you can do about it anyway. Yeah. Good. There was still good defense. Shots just went in. Yeah. One but of those was really, was really good covered by Bam. It just, it was just, yeah. yeah. Like he just couldn't miss. And that just, that happens when players are like, I'm not going to take it, take it away from him. But I'm also not going to take away what Vic did defensively tonight. I can't say he's bad just because of the field goal percentage and the plus minus. Plus minus is a very misleading thing at times. Yeah. Yeah. One run can turn it around. Kyle was leading plus minus the whole time. And, he, he was in a, on a bad run at the end. Like that, yeah, that plus or minus is a good stat when it proves my point. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a large large enough sample size, yeah. But like, come on. Like who's who is the Maxi was their leader in plus minus. Like it was he the best player on the court tonight? No. No. Like Joel I, had the same plus minus as Niang. Like, what are you guys talking about? God damn it, man. I don't mm-hmm. oh man. <laughs> How you look? I don't like the guy's face. I can't. I can't. Say it. Say it. No, I can't. Because like the things that came to my mind are like a little too far, and, like too risky. I don't want to like. So my fucking ain't got grease on his jersey. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. He be in Philly cheesesteaks on the bench. Oh, definitely cleans just up before he shows up. Cheese fucking stains on his shorts. He get, he gets the grease from the sandwich, puts it in his hair, and gets and gets. On they the were place. like, "Oh, what the last game? Yang got a little nasty in him. Yeah, he nasty. Motherfucker, price smells like shit." He does look like the corner store owner that gives you the discounts, though. So I appreciate it. <laughs> he be out here selling liquor to kids. That's what right. the game is. His name is George. Like, like, come on, bro. <laughs> He said Lucy's at his corner store. It's cool. George Ning <laughs> called the cops on George Floyd. Anyway, oh, God let's damn. Get to, Christ. Um, <laughs> Bonds break down. Oh, hold on. Hold up. Let me break it down. 
so it can forever and consistently be broke. Man, I, I love the like Mike Swartz. <laughs> what, Kenny? What did you say? I, said I love the like Mike Swartz. Shut up. <laughs> um, so it's so I want to talk a lot about uh, kind of what Joel does for them in the post and how he probably should have done more. And I understand saying that we solved him, but the problem is that you have to put so much into solving him that that does loosen up things elsewhere. So then you have someone else as dynamic as James who can get going. But um, Fine, go let me ask you something though. But, but, so so. You have to put all that attention on Joel, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that one of the things offensively that a guy like Duncan could do for Miami? Where you have to put a Danny Green or somebody on, running around chasing Duncan, open, opening things up a little bit. Because right now, every time I look at the offense, they're stagnant as shit. So I don't do, I agree with you that he provides that same type of thing. I think it's a... I think teams have started kind of figuring out how they want to switch out and cover on the Duncan. And the thing is he creates that for you like further away from the basket. Well, I was gonna like, but, that, but even that opens things up closer. Like it, it does help. And that is, he does do that for them. Um, I do think it's a little bit different though. It's a little bit. I think Duncan could have played. I don't think MB, he should have It feeds an MVP and Duncan now is Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Brass. So just some of what went into defending him. So I thought the stat, pause. So I thought the stat was interesting that essentially Miami is one of the better teams at not allowing teams to get into the paint or the ball to get into the paint. But once it's in there, we're not great at preventing it from being a bucket. So so James is, um, bring it back, Brad. So, so yeah, Bam switched out on James, which like, yeah, that's containing, right? That's keeping the ball quote unquote out front. The problem is though, when you move it around, pause. Now, fucking MB, run it one more time. Cause Tyrese, even if he wanted to, he had a back cut and that whole left side was open. If Tyrese wanted to slip right in here, he probably could have paused. Joel shouldn't have slipped. He should have sat, opened himself up. He would have found himself open even higher. Doesn't matter though. The ball gets worked around. He's big enough. He's large enough to, to leverage Jimmy out of there. Go ahead. And then that's a good direct pass um, in there. What you saw is a bit later that he was posting higher and creating even more space. Um, but some things with angles got a, a little bit wonky. You can go to the next one. Um, what's happening here? So, all right, we have Vic PJ, this dive, pause. So Vic gets on this top side of him. Um, Joel can't sit there because three seconds, so he's gonna move himself out, go ahead. And so now pause. So now, again, a, a poor post player. If he brings his left foot, if he locks in and, and kind of seals um, Vic in and makes his right hand his target hand. He has an angle. He has an alley to the basket. Max would have to commit even further and then Tyrese is open under the basket. But they clear out this whole corner. So all you have to do now is you just get it to him in that space. Go ahead. That still forces Max to come over. That still makes Kyle come. And so yeah, that's where you go into Joel not being a good passer or he and his his post players. One more time, Brad. He and his post players or his guards not having like good post chemistry. I talked about it a little bit kind of on this timeline with Caleb. Like Caleb does some stuff for us out of the post, but he's not a post player. And so moving in post areas might be a bit foreign. 
So again, he's here, that's a seal. Um, and then you can actually, you can go to the next one. That's just bad communication, but they, they had looks. Um, this one, pause, this one was a little bit of a fundamental stuff. This was just a lot of um, bad closeouts that led to really good interior passing and, and a layup, go ahead. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is his pulse right here. So, Joel, again, Jamie's top side. James has that lob right here. Play one more time. James has this lob um, to Joel because he's sealed. Um, and, like, if you, like I said earlier on, Frankie, Alf, like, he's, he's making space. And so, yeah, they figure it out. But it requires a lot to, to, to kind of go at because he is so large. If he, and, again, if he were a better post player, his target hand should have been his left hand. Should, he shouldn't have even needed to do all that hustling to get that off. You can go to the next one. This is the one I think that, yeah, we'll see some poor feet, poor closeouts. So Max is going to jump into this. He's off. Tyler opens up here. Bad. Kyle overcommits. Bad. And now we just have, you know, easy little dump offs there. And then go ahead. This should be last one. Um, just again, kind of with um, um, Joel and, and what he did. Pause. Jimmy. So now Jimmy's super high. He's front of him, and that's what you're talking about. He's posting like really high up, but that creates space and, 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 and issues back there. So he kind of has that point, that point, that paint area. I'm sorry, open. Go ahead. Um, but now as the ball moves, he shifts, and that shifts the opening. Um, and that's that's good post work down there by Tobias. You can bring me out Tobias, who someone is a bigger guard and also kind of like a small four. And so I think you know he, he's just big and he's dynamic and he forces a lot of attention and so once you commit to having to do that because you do have to stop that depending on what you're you're comfortable with giving up you open up a bunch of sorry that was kind of lengthy no it was good uh frankie <laughs> speaking of Embiid, a lot of people in the chat are like uh you know keith's minutes were terrible keith was trash um part of the problem i think with keith is if you're going to play and put him in the game plan yeah. And don't put him in when be, because you haven't involved him in the rotation, your two starting front court members are in foul trouble. Yeah. Like you literally did not play any backup big minutes at all tonight. Like Vic was the first guy off the bench uh for Bam as a backup. Like I just think if you use Keith earlier and involve him in the game plan, maybe you don't have four fouls on Bam or you don't have five fouls on PJ. I just think I just to me like you don't have Deadman. Let's come up with a plan to have a real backup big. Vic coming in for Bam and, and moving PJ to the five, you know, that early in the game, of course PJ's gonna have foul trouble. Yeah, you need you need offensively to be able to space the floor if PJ is gonna be the five and he's hesitating on open looks and uh he only shot like one of four from the game for the uh from three. Um, you know, he's going through that stretch where he's struggling a little bit and that doesn't really open anything up for him. Um, with Jimmy driving, that's, that's where it comes all, all the offense if, with the spacing. That was the whole point of playing small. You get the spacing, you get more shooters on the court. You can play five out or Jimmy as the, as the four out one in. Um, and they didn't really do that. I, I didn't think Mark even, even looked that bad. Obviously the, the block is going to get the attention. Uh, but he was in the right spots most of the time. And, and you know, like it's a small sample size. Like I, I would have tried to get him in earlier. I would have liked getting him in a lot earlier in the first half. And instead of forcing him in when your team's already down and they're, they have to play a certain style that uh, he's not really in shape for or in game speed for. 
uh, I think uh, that's going to be the, a big adjustment in, in game four and game five, excuse me. Um, I think he's going to probably get in earlier and you, and I mean, if Deadman's healthy and you know, they said it was a head cold, uh, if you didn't hear, uh, so he's, he probably is back next game. And, uh, but I would still try to in- integrate him next game. Cause he's, he's a, Siobhan's been talking about it all season. He's a weapon against the zone and they still struggling against and the Deadman zone. Deadman hasn't been very fucking good. Exactly. I'm- they didn't give Keith enough time to look bad. He had like the yeah, last like minute, three minutes. 37 seconds of the third. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. even fucking fair. It, wasn't it was fair. a plus two. <laughs> yeah, I think what happened is like he, he got his shot blocked and like people just, we got to stop taking like tiny sample sizes of stuff and just blowing it up into a whole thing. He got a shot blocked. He didn't have bad minutes. Yeah, it was because it was so vicious. They said it was a yeah. violent <laughs> it's a violent block. I thought that was racist. Hmm. <laughs> like some shit George Niang would say. <laughs> Fucking Paul Reed getting on my nerves again. Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Fucking they call him B-ball Paul. That guy fucking sucks. That can't be his real nickname. That I swear to God that I follow Sixers fans, unfortunately, and they say they call him what? B-ball Paul. That's so trash. <laughs> he can't dribble, right? You know, you can't. Your name can't be B-ball if you can't dribble. Why can't uh, it sound like you can't dribble? Oh, you might as well just call me Tennis Alf. What's up? His, post his picture, Brass, from ESPN. Post his picture, please. Oh my God, he looks. He looks. Like, first of all, he kind of looks like Bow Wow in this picture, but he can't see where the shit. That's such a trash nickname. B-ball Paul. His face is like, what? Would you call me? <laughs> Shit. Oh man! What did you do tonight? What? That's the one. Two points. Two points. He's saying we could beat this team. We could. Yo, you want to know what the the worst thing is, man? What's that? We lost on a Friday. If we had won on a Sunday, we could have listened to sports radio, listened to podcasts. Like we would have been straight. Mm -hmm. Now it's like I gotta be off Twitter. Like I gotta, I gotta small. Kenny, you need to get all the way the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I stopped replying to people, but I've been. I don't want to like tweet you about. Know, nigga, you say that shit. Cyber Three o'clock in the morning, I'm gonna get up to urinate because I'm old, and I'm gonna check my Twitter. You gonna be still fucking arguing with fucking. That, that's why fans. Kenny's Wi-Fi never works because he's wasting it up arguing with all. These and that's stickers. and that's coming from Alf. Kenny's wife Kenny. I don't get no sleep. That's why it's always funny. Hey, no, no, we can't let Alf do this because Alf came to us like a month ago, like, hey guys, I had a revelation. I'm not arguing anymore. I <laughs> Alf argues more than us still. Kenny's wife I got Thibs minutes. Yes. What? Why what's wrong with him? He's like squinting and shit. He's got a little James Jameis Winston meets uh Bow Wow. Meets Bow Wow. Frankie, that's racist. Yeah, the feel racist. There's a Bow Wow element to that shit right there. You can't you can't tell me he does not look like Bow Wow. He looked like one of Nick Cannon's illegitimate kids. That's closer than Bow Wow. I don't know. He's he's singing fresh as I'm his right now. What'd he do tonight? Plus two. He looked like he stole a bag of chips from George Nang's store. (laughs) 